Hi, I'm Leanne Finley-Maxwell. Welcome to Panther City Partners, the podcast. I am a personal growth and development coach working specifically with people going through life's transitions. And today I'm so excited to have my friend Annalise Hill here with me today. Annalise and I met years ago when I had just graduated from college and we were in her cousin's wedding. Her cousin is one of my best friends from college. And so we met that way and we did a bunch of fun like wedding things that weekend. You were in, how old were you at the time? Like Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Okay, that's what I was thinking. 13. Yeah. <laughs> and then later in life, when I moved back to Fort Worth and my kids started going to the Spanish schoolhouse, um, we were at the Meet the Teacher night and my daughter was sitting at a table and I looked up and I was like, Annalise? And she said, Leanne? And here we are now, friends with kids the same age and going through life in this crazy world, but trying to do it together in a way that is good and feels good and right for us. So if you would like to introduce yourself a little bit more about who you are and what you do, Annalise, that'd be great. Cool. Thanks, Leanne. Yeah, eighth grade. It yeah. feels like um, a different life, that wedding. It, it was. I, <laughs> I don't remember all those activities. I just remember being at the wedding. Oh, okay. We had a we had a, a shower at your aunt's house out by the pool. Mm. It's happy, Anna's fancy house. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I feel so fortunate to have been asked to do this with you. Um, uh, I'm from Fort Worth, born Mm -hmm. and raised, and I went to college at UT in Austin. Horns, we're both Longhorns. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. And I'm a little before your time, slightly before my time, (laughs) maybe a decade, maybe not. At least, yeah. And um, and then I traveled after college and. Came home and had a baby, mm-hmm. and when he was, I guess, four, yeah, we were at the Spanish schoolhouse. Yeah. So, um, at that time, I had started. I have a degree in social work, but I had started teaching. Yes, school. That is another p- parallel. Yes, we both have a, a, a backgrounds right. in education. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I was really early childhood, so I started teaching kindergarten, and then I. Um, Moved up to fifth grade and sixth grade and did some Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I have a wondersome spirit. I love to travel and I love to be free. And I felt like teaching in public school was, um, for me personally, it was a challenge to um, be a parent mm-hmm. and be there all the time and have the work at home mm-hmm. um, and to even though you get those months off in the summertime, it's a lot all day, every day. Plus, I think more, this is even stronger for me, was the ideological understanding of a such a strong system Mm -hmm. that we put our children into Mm -hmm. um, that felt punitive often. Mm -hmm. And um, especially for boys, we both have boys. Especially Mm -hmm. for boys. Mm -hmm. And I had a hard time being a part of that. Right. Um, And, just that masses, the masses of people flowing in this one direction that nobody's really changing or right. or thinking about um, how to do it differently. And I read a book at the time called Dumbing Us Down, mm-hmm. and it was a um, it was just a really interesting eye opener about how to look at the system and think how can we do this differently. People put their kids in private school mm-hmm. if they're fortunate enough to right. do that, which not everybody which not is, and right. most of us aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, some people homeschool mm-hmm. and 
And some other than that, or they charter, us, right? And some of us can't homeschool, like right, I, like elect intellectually. I, it sounds like a great idea, but like the day in and day out, I have a, the utmost respect for people who homeschool. I do too. I don't. I love my children, and I want them to keep loving me, <laughs> and I want to keep loving them. And I'm pretty sure we spent all day every day together. You need space. We would not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I read that book, and I just thought, you know, I really would like to focus on alternative education, mm-hmm. and um. And what does that mean? And right. I've always been drawn to children and I've always worked with, with kids. Um, as a teenager, mm-hmm. I was doing camps in my backyard and I counseled different camps. And what fun. Um, yeah, I was always working with kids. I had younger cousins. And uh, so I wanted to be able to do that, but it's hard. It was hard to know in what direction to mm-hmm. go. Um and I had a friend who would be a fun person to have on the podcast. Her oh, name is Charlotte Sammons. And okay. she was, um, at the time, it was ICE. And we went way back. And she was doing um, this farm school. I remember you doing that. And yeah. so I left teaching and went to work at her mm-hmm. farm school. And she works with special needs children um, on her property. Mm-hmm. And we, um, I spent a summer out there with Oliver, learning from her. Yeah. and. And working with these kids and exploring in the creek. And yeah. I was like, this is it. This right. is what I want to do. Right. I want to just be outside, be with kids in natural ways, mm-hmm. um, help them connect to themselves, help them connect to nature, to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel like that was happening. I don't feel like that happens in school. Right. I feel like school is um, really challenging because the teachers have such a high demand to mm-hmm. um, get these kids to perform in certain ways academically right. that there's not a lot of, um, and more and more is happening all the time, but there's not a lot of, um, they don't prioritize social, emotional health. Right. And, and you might find a pockets of schools or teachers that right. do, but as a system, you're right. Not that's, so that's much. Not happening. And mm-hmm. of course it's now on people's mind and they're, they are mm-hmm. trying and the counseling departments are mm-hmm. really trying to incorporate that and, even yoga, I mean, yoga is entering schools, and, and but it, you know, it's kind of a sloth yeah. rate. It doesn't happen. You're fast. a yoga instructor too, right? Mm-hmm. So around, um, actually, around the time that I started working with Charlotte, um, I started studying yoga, mm-hmm. and I I had been studying meditation for a while, um, probably like at that point since college. So yeah, at that point, it was six or seven years, and so yoga was the natural progression. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had a teacher that mm-hmm. was. Um, she had been my teacher for a few years, and she was doing a teacher training. And so I did her teacher training and um, became a teacher, but I was always with kids. Right. So the natural thing was to just start teaching kids immediately. And yeah. I didn't I didn't actually do a kid's teacher training. So I'm, okay. I'm not certified to teach children uh, officially. Oh, okay. I have my teacher certification. Right to teach um, in public school or in any, you know, I have right. a Texas, I'm Texas certified mm-hmm. and I'm a certified yoga teacher. Okay. And so, so you just melded the I two. I was just like, why yeah. do I need to spend another, plus that's a whole nother area that we could talk about. Right. I mean, I'm, so I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, Oliver's dad lives in South America. He's never been a part of our life here. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm a sole provider and, mm-hmm. and to, you know, to do the yoga teacher training itself was, you know, thousands of dollars. Right. And um, time. And lots of time. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of time. Hour, like days right. away. And um, 
And then to have to do it either online or, you know, yeah. to do more training that pr- yoga is a privilege, right. to be quite honest with you. Um, and, and if you go to India and people will say this, you don't just go into a yoga studio. They don't really exist like that. So okay. um, people that do yoga in India, they are part of ashrams or okay. they, um, it's just inherited mm-hmm. through their mm-hmm. experiences in life. But um, it's not it's used a as Western like a form thing. of exercise. Exercise like or release right. or, mm-hmm. you know, there's not these schools that mm-hmm. you can be a part of. And it's a pretty trendy thing here. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're um, a person of privilege, which right. I am lucky to be yeah. um, a white Caucasian person of privilege. Right. Um, with a little it, bit of money. With, income. Right. My, mm-hmm. my parents uh, supported me and my kid when mm-hmm. I, um, after he was born and, and, so I was able to to take that path, yeah. and, and it's it's been challenging because you don't make a lot of money as a right. yoga teacher, and that's okay mm-hmm. because the beauty of it is that you're rich internally mm-hmm. and um, solid internally, mm-hmm. and it takes time to get there. Yeah, um, because like any endeavor that you go down like there's this transition period right. of, okay i'm gonna leave this super solid thing that i know as a profession right as teacher and um you know with your um teacher retirement mm-hmm. and that was a really big f- thing with my family yeah i was gonna ask about that like taking that because i've done that before too like t- i have a great job and then i'm like i'm gonna leave it and try something new and my family even my spouse sometimes is like um i love you but what are you doing <laughs> and so maybe talk a little bit about that like that transition of like what people on the outside see as stable and secure and then you're saying yeah it is stable and secure in some ways but it's not stable and secure as in the way and, and secure in the ways that I'm wanting. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like? And how did your family react when you were like, yeah, I'm going to give up that full-time job? Well, it, it was a transition. It ha- mm-hmm. And we're still transitioning. Yeah. <laughs> Life has changed. It's the That's only right. thing that stays the same. Right. Um, so That's I what it. I say. The, the only thing constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. Yeah, you don't. And so... Uh, I was to my mom's a teacher. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was a teacher superintendent. My mom just is retiring mm-hmm. from her like 30 year career as a teacher and yeah. principal. My brother's a teacher. My dad's a you know, lawyer. He represents superintendents and mm-hmm. everybody is stable. Yeah. Um, they have these jobs and um, I've always been a little bit more out of the box. Mm-hmm. My nickname is bird. <sighs> so, um, you know, I felt caged in a lot. Sure. And, um, and it's taken some work to mm-hmm. figure out how to open my cage and spread my wings. So they, um, when I left my first teaching job, uh, I was going to go work with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And then I got scooped up by another teaching job right. and I had to make this decision. Mm-hmm. They helped me make that decision. And I got um, another job at a, a, a private school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I'll try this private school setting. And things will be different maybe there. Maybe things are more alternative, uh, you know. And at, and at the time I was going through a whole nother transition um, with Oliver's dad mm-hmm. and he had come and visited for the first time. And I was like, well, maybe we'll just go back to South America. Right. So I didn't stay with that job. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed for a year. Okay. And when I did decide to leave, my family was, and I, we were in a really tight, you know, sticky situation because right. we were going to go to, I was taking my son who mm-hmm. they've been helping me raise for the past four years, mm-hmm. um, almost five now at this point. I mean, he's eight now, but at that point, at that point, Mm -hmm. um, and we were going to go to South America to be with this, his father who hadn't been around. Right. And my family did not see the value in that. And they Mm -hmm. were very upset and Mm -hmm. felt, um, 
really betrayed, I think, and really, oh, hurt that right. I would, that you would choose that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been hard for them to see my perspective. Sure. So uh, we didn't end up doing mm-hmm. that. Um, it was very... Um, that transition was really painful sure. for all of us. It was mm-hmm. painful for Oliver. He didn't want to go. He didn't know, you know. Right. And I was going to take him down there, and my family was very upset. And mm-hmm. his dad's trying to, you know, and mm-hmm. their family wants us there, but my family wants us here. And right. what do you do? And um, you know, of course, there's privilege all wrapped up in that right. too, because you have those choices, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up not going, and so. What made you decide not to go, if, if you don't mind me yeah, asking? Yeah, I did. Um, it, it comes back to the flow of life. Mm-hmm. So, and this is the biggest lesson I learned from that. Um, when something is right, it's not always easy, but right. you know it's right because right. it feels relieving. Mm-hmm. The truth is a relief. Mm-hmm. And so I had been fighting that reality that mm-hmm. it wasn't, there was not, it wasn't right to stay here um, and not acknowledge this other life that we sure. have down in South America. Um, but it wasn't right to go there because I hadn't really fully done that on my own. It was like he had come and then I had been wrapped up in it and then I was getting pulled back down. And so the decision not to leave was because it wasn't my decision. Uh, Right. So whenever you're going down a path and people are pulling you in all these ways, you're like, where do I go when I'm in on Mm -hmm. the, whatever that game is. Tug of rope. Yeah, tug of war. Tug mm-hmm. of war. And who's winning? And right. then finally, I'm just going to cut the rope and not do either party. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to just well, go home for a little while. Yeah, and it can be really hard to... to I mean, I think about that movie, um, The Runaway Bride. I know that's silly. No. Um, but Julia Roberts is in this mm-hmm. movie, and she's every single time she's with a new man, she likes her eggs a different way. Or, you know I mean? She just does whatever they mm-hmm. like. And, and not just in a relationship. But as you know, a romantic relationship, but I feel like that happens in other parts of our lives where we're like, oh, this is what everyone's doing. So that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And so you don't always have that time to create what or to figure out what is in your own mind and in your own heart. So how were you able to like step back? You cut the rope to not, you know, to not be pulled in either direction. But, you know, was it your yoga practice or meditation Um, that helped you really like, I'm going to figure out what I want here? To be honest, probably it was, I was a part of a circle of women that Mm -hmm. um, we met every week on the phone. It was Mm -hmm. a really cool um, prosperity circle. And I, I mean, I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, we don't have time to go into it now, but okay. it's another interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, I'd but, love to talk um, about that. Kim, I think they're called prosperity circles. And um, some of my my women friends there, mm-hmm. we would it, we would check in every week about mm-hmm. it. And then outside of the weekly call, we would have different conversations. Mm-hmm. And one of my really good friends, um, her name is Tovia. She's a beautiful woman in New Mexico. She, mm-hmm. I think she might be in Colorado now. And she said that to me, Annalise, if it was right, it would be easy to make this decision for you. Mm-hmm. It would feel right. Mm-hmm. And so that was when I finally heard it mm-hmm. and made the choice. I felt such relief that I was like, oh my God, yes. Okay, finally, I get it. Like, I'm relieved mm-hmm. to not have to do this. And mm-hmm. um, and I also didn't tell my parents for a while mm-hmm. because I didn't want them to feel like they had 
won, won the battle, right, you know, right. or whatever. Right. You know, it you sounds still, so you juvenile. You need to just sit with your own decision for a little while and yeah. let it be just yours. And it, and there was pain around it. Mm-hmm. And there was um, shame and embarrassment and um, all sorts of things for being wishy-washy and pulling people on my, mm-hmm. having people spinning mm-hmm. their wheels because of my choices. And right. um, can't I just be clear with what I want? And, right. you know, it's like, well, when you're used to doing what everybody else wants and you're used, you're raised as a pleaser. Mm-hmm. Then oh, so many of us are, especially women. Yes, mm-hmm. then you're gonna do what other people want, especially right. if it's an empower a powerful dude that's like has right, you know, you're attracted to and you have a kid with and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um history and all those things. So um at that point I kind of took a step back and um and I started practicing yoga, started teaching yoga mm-hmm. and I dove into that and um I was still restless for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um and then I had kind of a rock bottom uh, experience. We were trying to go to Cuba. And, okay, you and Ollie, mm-hmm, your son. Uh-huh, the year after. Mm-hmm. And so I had been independent for a year and I was mm-hmm. following all these different entrepreneurial endeavors. And I have mm-hmm. a, a good friend that does um, trips to Guatemala and trips to Cuba. Okay. And so, and he does educational trips and they're socially conscious. And mm-hmm. so it was attractive to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, maybe we'll do a cu- trip to Cuba and then I can bring it back to the community. And, yeah. um, and, and take people, take kids, take, mm-hmm. you know, people from schools. And, um, so we get to the airport in Fort Lauderdale and Oliver's passport was expired. So children's FYI, children's passports expire every five years, not 10 oh. That's a very good tip for I, those of us who travel. <laughs> I can't remember what age they. Uh, it starts to be different, but mm-hmm. so we had they to change so much in the mm-hmm. five years. This so they have to have new pictures, right? And stuff, right? Exactly, and it had like just expired that <sighs> May, and it was July third, and we couldn't <sighs> travel. We couldn't go anywhere. It was July third. We're in <sighs> Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It couldn't get any expedited because the next day was a national right. holiday. Um, and so my parents had to bail me out and they did, they got us a hotel in mm-hmm. Miami mm-hmm. and we stayed for a couple of days on the beach, um, figuring things out. And then mm-hmm. we traveled through the keys a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and kind of just did that. And then we went to Colorado and spent some time in Colorado with my cousin. And after that trip, it was just like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, I can't, it's not even... Things are just so up in the air all mm-hmm, the time mm-hmm. and seeking, seeking, seeking mm-hmm. and not feeling grounded and not feeling like you really have a goal that you're trying to reach. And, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's it, really hard. It is emotionally hard. and physically. Right. Yeah. And you have this kid mm-hmm. who's watching you do it all. Right. And he's like, what and is they're happening? they're always watching. I know. I never <laughs> miss it. You know, don't miss Nothing. any mistakes. Believe me. Um, so after that, I came back and um, and that was a that was just. I got mm-hmm. pretty down after that. Sure. And, um, that makes perfect sense. It does. But it was also a beautiful thing to be like, okay, you get knocked on your ass because you're trying all these different things. Mm-hmm. You're trying to live a life. You don't, you don't, it's elusive. You know, right. you're like, I, I know I feel this way when I right. follow that thing or I want this kind of freedom, but like, where is it? And do I have to be the, like, do I have to have my own business or what, mm-hmm. what business do I want to have or mm-hmm. whose business do I want to invest my time in and mm-hmm. like give my services to? Mm-hmm. And do I just want to piecemeal everything together forever? Right. And, um, and just lots of way more questions than answers, sure. way more questions. Um, uh, yeah. And that can happen when you're following a feeling, you know I mean? Yes. Like you said, it's elusive. Like there's a feeling out there and you felt it before. And so you're trying to capture it again, but where am I going to capture it? Right. Rather than. And ultimately, I mean, it feels like you 
found it within you. That's right. Hey, all those texts that you, you know, that I had read for years, yeah. like you can't, I mean, that's the, that's the essence of everything. Mm-hmm. You can go anywhere in the world, but if you don't deal with your own stuff, mm-hmm. it's always going to be there. Right. Wherever uh, you go, there you are. Wherever you go. But you also, it's hard to deal with your own things unless you have somebody there that's willing to walk it with you. Sure. Um, and that's kind of where the next phase of life happened mm-hmm. is I have two really amazing people that took me under their wing and um, just for the last year and a half took us step by step, me and Ollie through, yeah, through everything from sobriety Mm -hmm. to dealing with um, toxic family Mm -hmm. situations, Mm -hmm. um, boundaries, Mm -hmm. parenting, um, relationships, Mm -hmm. all those things work and really owning my work. It's like, okay, cool. You're going to be a yoga teacher, teach, let's Mm -hmm. do it. If Mm -hmm. you're going to work in ministry, do it, Mm -hmm. you know? if you're going to work with kids, how do you want to do it? And mm-hmm. so focusing on that and really prioritizing. So mm-hmm. the last year and a half have been, um, I've, ta- I've become, I've got settled in a studio yeah. and um, I teach a, a weekly children's class there uh, and a weekly adult class. Mm-hmm. Um, and then summer's always different transitions, right? Um, of course, because kids are out right. and I'm out and about and right. summer looks different when you're an educator. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of my um, income comes from private clients. Okay. Private uh, yoga? Mm, no. Well, yes, mm-hmm. but um, education. Oh, okay. So um, homeschooling, mm-hmm. it's, it's special needs children that mm-hmm. are in transition. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, my last client was moving. Mm-hmm. She, her family was moving and um, she had graduated from elementary needed to go to intermediate but wasn't going to do it until she got to her new home okay and so there was a year that they needed education right right okay Okay. Mm -hmm. so i homeschooled her um and currently have a client who um is leaving one elementary school going to another Mm because the family moved Mm -hmm. special needs Mm -hmm. they um yeah so so that that is where some of a lot of the bulk comes from right which it's hard to explain that to people. Sure. What do you do? Well, let's see. I, I know. <laughs> I have like, I homeschool children. I teach private yoga to children and their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach weekly kids classes, weekly mm-hmm. adult classes. I work with children at a church, mm-hmm. um, which is super progressive and awesome. First mm-hmm. congregational. Freaking love it. If I'm ever going to go to a church. That's going to be Which would have never been something I was <laughs> into, but they found me and they're yeah. like, can you do this? So. You know, this makes me think of like, I've had other people on before talking about, you know, when we grow up, when we grow up, we're taught that there are certain jobs and you go to school and you get a, you get a college degree. Most people get a, that, that I yeah. know get a college degree and then you start working and you work in that field. You know, my, that's what my parents did. Mm-hmm. That's what my husband does now. But, but being someone who does have wanderlust, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't like to sit in the same thing all the time to know even that there are opportunities that you can piece a career together and it doesn't always look the exact same, that right. it's not following the same path that everyone else has done. But that's totally fine. That's and it's a, working for you. And bringing it back to that book, it's what mm-hmm. we have to do. Right. We have to do that. How are we going to get past the problems that we have as a society? Mm-hmm. How are we going to get past the massive deforestation and the terrible situations with trash and mm-hmm. um, and war and all these things? And if we follow the same path, right. you know, like, no, you got to mm-hmm. think differently. You got to wrestle with yourself mm-hmm. and wrestle with your spirit and what is calling you and do that and mm-hmm. and to think about others that was um 
you know, to a really big eye opener with my support system this past year and a half is privilege. Mm-hmm. It's so privileged to flop around and to, oh yeah, to even get to have these conversations right. where we wrestle with what do we really want to be doing, right? And so, how do we create? How can we create different paths so that other people mm-hmm. can see it and to bring voice to other people's mm-hmm. um, realities, which mm-hmm. for most of the world aren't very linear, right. you know? Right? We're not. Most people aren't following a career path or right. going to college. You've seen it together as yeah. they go, and they're because taking they're, this job for a little while, and then they're taking that job or these three jobs and. Yeah. Trying to figure out what they're going to do with their kids while they're working these three jobs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this makes me think about in all, and you've kind of a little bit touched on this, but in all of this time of like you trying to figure out your path and find that feeling again, how was Ollie dealing with all that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So last year was really um, about me kind of grounding and this year is about him doing it. Um. You know, when you turn seven, so in the spiritual world, they say that when you turn seven, that's when everything from before life or mm-hmm. before you're born um, from other dimensions or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you believe um, when that kind of innate awareness oh, goes, away, well, goes away okay. and um, and is replaced or just masked by um, our yeah, right very, very mm-hmm. uh, solid reality right. in the material world. Right. Um, so... He has kind of come to more um, hmm, heavy heartedness sometimes. Mm -hmm. It looks like uh, he'll call me out on a lot of things, but Mm -hmm. he also is hard on himself. Mm -hmm. So he gets upset with himself and will, you know, say things that are worrisome. Yeah. Um, I've been dealing with that with Walker the past couple of years. It's hard. It's hard because you don't, you wouldn't ever let somebody say that to you. I would never let somebody say that to him. Mm -mm. In fact, you know, we left school because he wasn't being well treated. He wasn't, he didn't feel safe essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, why do, why are we going to stay somewhere where we don't right? where every day sucks? Mm -hmm. No, not Mm going to do that. Mm -hmm. So we'll try something different. Um, so it looked like for a long time for probably, Let's see. Once I kind of settled mm-hmm. with myself and right. doing what we were saying in the last year and a half about um, it looked like his resistance to that was fighting me like it had always mm-hmm. been. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started being consistent with consequences. Mm-hmm. So a lot of love and logic stuff. Mm-hmm. So, oh, bummer. I'm sorry. You chose to, right. you know. You can make a different uh, choice tomorrow. Right. Throw mm-hmm. a fit because you didn't want to wear your helmet. I guess we just aren't going to ride the bike today. Right. Or um, that kind of thing. And then he got a lot of his toys taken away mm-hmm. and he had to earn them back. Mm-hmm. And um, and then once we kind of settled those really hard emotions mm-hmm. that happened all the time. Right. Um, it's so hard to deal with as a single parent and as a parent in general. Yeah. Like the fits or something. I'm just like, how do people oh, I know. do this? But then to have to know that there's <laughs> oh no one gosh. coming home at six o'clock to, no. to take over here. And how do you get them to stay in the room? and yeah um without being mean or putting your hands on him and right um yeah so that's just a that's just a big journey so it's Mm -hmm. it's looked like a lot of resistance and Mm then um it looked like familial changes so Mm -hmm. i really took ownership into my own hands for a long time and really didn't let anybody take care of him but me oh yeah so um put on a lot of weight onto myself but Mm -hmm. a lot of control right um, because I needed to take a step back from everything to mm-hmm. evaluate where his 
why was this emotional roller coaster right. so intense? Right. Um, I mean, obviously a lot of it is me because okay. I'm his natural caregiver sure. and I am emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, up and down mm-hmm. and I am a, feeler so mm-hmm. yeah highly sensitive and right right so he's gonna he's getting that and then um so i took control into my own hands started eating really con- con- consistent with mm-hmm. consequences bedtime fe- mm-hmm. eating um sugar mm-hmm. screen time toys mm-hmm. friends um, that's so hard to do holy moly anytime you do it but especially if a kid hasn't necessarily had, had all that. of that consistency but to now he I mean, I'm thinking of my own children, mm-hmm. like throwing it on them. And what are you doing to me? The things that I hear sometimes like, what? I'm not doing right. this to you. This is but, unnecessary. Right. Well, so I was reading um, the other day and I can't remember who, what it was, what I was reading. But um, when you're a, a, a lackadaisical parent or mm-hmm. laissez-faire parent, right. um, when they're young, mm-hmm. you give a lot of space. Sure. Then the older they get, it's like a V. It's an upside down oh, V. The okay. older they get, the tighter you have to become. Right, right. Because when they become teenagers, the stakes are much higher. Right. And, ah, and then you're having to squeeze them. Yeah. Which that was my life, I think. I, right. I was, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was mm-hmm. a super wild teen. Um, I don't know why. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I probably do, but I don't need to go into it. And then... <laughs> Okay, so and then the other way is that as they're when they're young, it's the V right side up. Right, so and you squeeze them when they're young to give them so the space. The space, when older. and it's not even squeezing; it's like giving them one or two choices, right. one or two choices, mm-hmm. one, you know, mm-hmm. and then then they learn how to have choices, right? That are and they learn to set their own boundaries, right. and they learn that boundaries are essential, and, and yeah, that they're that they're there to protect you, and right, yeah. Yeah, so so we started doing all that work, and mm-hmm. um, and he's doing well. So Yay. so through that was the experience of starting to listen to him and his relationships mm-hmm. in school, mm-hmm. and really starting to hear like, oh, mm-hmm. um, things aren't great, and mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to you, and mm-hmm. I'm going to hear you, and not just do what I think is right, right. Or I've had these conversations with the teachers, and I've had the conversations with the kids, and mm-hmm. um, well. I guess let's try something else. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And I'm like, well, sorry. Like, that's what we're going to do now. Yeah. He says, I'm going to make this decision. So um, I did. And I pulled him out of school and I homeschooled him for um, three months. And luckily mm-hmm. I had been working teaching. Oh, there's another job. I teach Spanish. Right. Um, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and so I pulled him into the homeschool co-op there where mm-hmm. I was teaching Spanish. And, um, and he did really well there and just, to know that there's other options, options. always out right, there, right. right? So that's part mm-hmm. of this whole thing is, mm-hmm. gosh, we don't, we just have to wipe away those little cobwebs and like, just see with clear eyes. Right. See, wow, this space exists um, right. that we're in right now. Yeah. I had no I'd idea. never even been here before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that this was happening. This is, you know, mm-hmm. so um, to wipe those away. And then the summer um, I've put him in. So we didn't do anything full day mm-hmm. for months. Mm-hmm. Um to give him a break, right? Which reset his system. He had been twitching and doing weird mm-hmm. things, and it just all reset. Mm-hmm. And um, and now we're doing full days again. So we've been doing swim team and yeah. climbing camp, and and he's exhausted, but yeah. he's building stamina. He's building mm-hmm. um, a little bit more resilience mm-hmm. and grit. Yeah, and those are things. Those are the important qualities that that I really that want. you're really wanting to instill mm-hmm. in him, which is. 
goes back to not doing the traditional path. Right. That the traditional path doesn't always focus on those kinds of skills for our kids. You know, mm-hmm. yes, it's important to get those academic skills, but these other skills like grit and perseverance and resilience and dealing with big emotions are super important for right. our kids. Because otherwise, you're, you're those emotions are going to be there. Right. And are we going to, I don't know, how are you going to, are you going to deal with it through anger and explosions mm-hmm. or through um temper tantrums mm-hmm. or through zoning and default like d what do you call it right, desensitizing uh-huh. mm-hmm. and watching tv for mm-hmm. hours or mm-hmm. um, when you're older whatever escapes right right um, that we get into when right for our teens and i think that what you've talked about here today annalise is so important because it's not that you just you know you're coming to this from a place of like understanding that you need to get yourself in a place where you can be that for your son, you know, and help him get into a place where he can be that for himself. Right. You know, setting the boundaries for Ollie, it was also about mm-hmm. Annalise setting the boundaries for Annalise. And what does that look like? And now, you know, what do I want to model for my kid so that he can be the type of person that is important for him, for me or for you, for him to be as he grows up. But you did have to go through a bunch of transitions to get to the place mm-hmm. where you felt like you were ready to do that with him. And I still want to go through more transitions. Sure. I mean, you can't avoid them. <laughs> no, I want them. We were in, we're in them right now. Mm-hmm. It's summertime. And um, the employment during summer looks totally different. Yeah. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. it, we've been up at Summit Climbing Gym. Like, oh, yeah. For the last two weeks. Because mm-hmm. I, te- I got a teaching gig there. Oh, awesome. And, um, so that's a whole new world, right, you know, and right. like going vertical and, right. oh, this is a whole different <laughs> experience. And so that's our going on vacations. And mm-hmm. and also something that happens during the summertime is that, wow, um, you just go, go, go oh sometimes. Oh my gosh, I know. And Finley, my daughter is always asking me, can we just stay home today? Go. I right. know. That's hard for me because I like to go, 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 go. And it's hard for me to like, my eight-year-old is setting boundaries for our family saying things like, mom, can we just stay home today? I'm like, oh, yeah, can you? we can. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of times we can't. Right. Right. I mean, it's a Sunday. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. Yeah, I work on Sundays yeah. too. It's, yeah. It is a challenge. It mm-hmm. is a challenge. But it, so that was another thing I was going to bring up, which is that um, when you are constantly going mm-hmm. or you are just in a life that's busy, like we all mm-hmm. are, that um, to teach myself and to teach him and to teach the other children that I'm working with mm-hmm. all the time when there is a moment of stillness oh, to like really pay it. attention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. really let it be there because mm-hmm. um, it's you can savor that right and, to, and you can slow down time and really feel a lot in a moment well, yeah that's I mean that's a really good point because we are in such a busy world and our lives are all so busy that we can't often, like you just said, you can't often not go and do. Mm-hmm. But when you do take that time, when there is a small space, it doesn't have to be an entire day. It can be a small 15 minutes or mm-hmm. space that you can say, okay, I'm going to stop for now mm-hmm. and really capture this moment and be here and be present and be mindful mm-hmm. so that when I do have to leave in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I can go, 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 but mm-hmm. have that feeling of. Oh, I had a little rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. You have such great stories and interesting, you know, I mean, I think one of the things, the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because I think it is important for people to understand that there's not just one path and that, you know, 
this non-traditional way of either raising our kids or being in the world or working, you know, all these different jobs. Mm -hmm. I do that too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's important for people to, to see that that is an option out there. And if, and if they're lucky enough, like we are to be able to harness that and, and be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's very fun. It's very interesting. There's hardly any dull moments. And, and also I do think that, um, Sometimes we're just not in control as much. You can set the oh, intention yeah. right. and to have something that you want mm-hmm. and um, something else comes along. Yeah. And and like you said earlier, going with that just flow. Just try to go with what's right for you. Mm-hmm. And that ease. Mm-hmm. Trying right. to. Yeah. Yeah. Thank That's you. a great way to stop, to just go with that flow and mm-hmm. try to have that ease when you can. Right. To have the ease when you can. Mm-hmm. And even in the flow. Mm-hmm. because you can find, you can loosen up. I mean, just sitting here, like you can yeah. like loosen your jaw. Okay. Right. I can like t- loosen my eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can find release in the going, right? you know, as well. Right. That's the beauty of yoga and meditation. It can happen anywhere. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I want to thank our listeners so much. Uh, the podcast has been doing really well. I appreciate all of your support and all of your shares and downloads and subscribing and likes. So please continue to do that on the podcast platforms, but also on Instagram. Please follow me at Panther City Partners. We appreciate you. And remember, the only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. <laughs>